Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 410 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, and forever, and today, finally, he's back. His name is Willie Saylor. He's coming at you from the basement in Easton, PA. Willie, you're back. How are you? I'm back. A little groggy. I thought I, uh, I, thought I was good yesterday, but maybe it's setting in now. No matter how you doing with uh, Acclamation Camp? As I stated on Twitter, I am tech falling reacclimation to the USA. I am 100% back on Central U.S. American time zone. I feel tired, but I am completely back in the rhythm of uh, there, U.S. time zone. There is not a human body designed more to buck the trends of jet lag than <laughs> Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr., who sits to my left. The wrestling nomad was born to travel internationally because his sleep schedules know no schedule. That's correct. Yeah, but you know what? We had um, it's tough to fly back so many hours. It took thirty six hours to get back for me, probably a little more for Nomad, and uh, and different time zones and stuff. When we first got off the plane, me and Nomad had an argument whether it was nine a.m. <laughs> or or two p.m. I was like, no, this isn't right. This is not right. <laughs> Who was Actually, right? Was it nine a.m. or two p.m.? Oh my right. god! It was. It was Nomad was right. It was two p.m. I don't know how that happened, but uh, <laughs> we don't know how it happened either. We when, the, when we went there, uh, when we went there, Bader was like, "It's Thursday," and we were like, "No, it's no, it's no way. It's Friday," <laughs> and Bader was right. Well, that was the thing because on our last show, you were like, "Thursday's not even going to exist. We're not even going to be. We're just going to be on a plane that whole day." But it was actually yeah. a day before because. I woke up on Thursday, and you guys had already been in the venue and, like, done stuff yeah. at that point. I was yeah. totally confused the entire time, to the point that I didn't think – I didn't even know if you guys were going to be back for this because you guys stayed an extra day for the UWW grappling tournament. And I was like, I don't know what it is. But I guess it's, it's – who knows? I don't know. Time zones are but, So confusing. we had – so, you know, it's a, it's a long time, and it's a long time traveling. But we had it relatively easy, other than – me and Nomad had to sprint basically across all of Moscow to get that to get on our connecting flight. We had about forty-five minutes, and we forty-five minutes to get on our next flight, and we just barely did it. We just we walked the whole time. But my point is, wow, a lot of the freestylers and like all of the women's freestyler, all all the women, they had massive 
d delays. Flights canceled overnight at airports. Didn't get back till two days later. Yeah, I saw Thank Jenna. Uh, Jenna Burkett was tweeting, and she's having all these issues getting back. It felt yeah. so bad. It's like it, yep. I guess it would have been worse if it had been on their trip to Kazakhstan because like they're competing at worlds. But it's terrible at the end of a tournament to have to go through that. So that stunk. So pumped to have you guys back straight away. Uh, he's sitting there. He's with the Bronco and the Eagle <coughs> of Freedom, Stephen Kyle Brackey, now the proud owner of Amish Crib 3000, the deluxe edition. Does it have like an MP3 port or anything like that? No, it was made by the Amish. <laughs> that was the joke, man. I know. Okay, so I missed a couple of things. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess the point is that you have a crib cuz you're you're to be a father and so you got a crib and it's from It was Amish made. Is that why people are making jokes? Yeah, when Olivia and I went back to Parkersburg for the week, we drove up to Sugar Creek, Ohio, um, where the Amish live, and uh, make very nice furniture and things. And, High quality uh, furniture, the Amish. Yeah, do. they really do, all by hand. So, and we ordered it okay. in like July and just got it. Okay. And the second thing I missed, I'm sure there's more than two things I missed. This is but pretty much the second it. thing I missed, for sure, is that what happened with you and Casey Kreider? Did you denounce the Broncos? No, Bracky wasn't on the show, so I just said, I just said, I literally oh. lied to America. I just said that because Casey asked if he was going to renounce it, and I said, oh, since he's not here, I just have to assume that he, he is, and he's no longer a, he's no longer a Packers fan. He loves the Broncos. Gotcha. So, yeah. That was, uh, that was tough. You know, Casey asked me to predict the score, and, uh, you know, I had to do it, and obviously I'm going to pick the Packers, but, um, I was actually really close to getting the score right. I said 24-13. At one point, it was 24-10. Uh, final score ended up being 27-16. Uh, but shout out to Casey, who was a captain for the game. Captain Casey, we now yeah. call him. And was literally out there at midfield right across from Aaron Rodgers. So, really cool stuff. Sometimes pro bowlers listen to our show. It's pretty cool. Did they name Casey's Pizza after Casey Kreider? No. They tell him yes. He might eat it. He might have been named after Casey's Pizza. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what if he was? I know he's a big fan of it. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's an everyman. So, okay. That's some shenanigans. Glad you guys are back. Um, let's get to some uh, odds and ends. You guys were on the ground during Worlds. We obviously have given much of our thoughts on men's freestyle <coughs> specifically. Just uh, curious for your thoughts. You guys were there. I'm sure you have some stories. The the vibe in the arena is USA had some ups and downs throughout this tournament. Um, I, I wrote a little thing up, my kind of notes to it, uh, mostly about the event itself and not, you know, um, the shenanigans that go on, the, the anecdotes that go on outside the arena. But... Um, I didn't get to listen to the show. I, you know, I thought our performance was good. I thought we need to close out matches better. Um, and, and I think that's something that, uh, I think that's something we'll get cleaned up before Tokyo. And it's probably a good thing if we get knocked down a peg. And, and uh, I mean, in my, in my view, we went, went, tried to milk leads late and went from uh, the hunter to the hunted. And, we got caught for it a couple times. James Green, Dayton Fix. Um, 
Jordan. Jordan. Jordan was a little different, but yeah, same. Um, so there's that. I mean, I, I, I think the biggest takeaway for me of the event itself is that we we talked about the, um, it's two point five million dollars to host a host a worlds, um, and that, is that two point five million U.S. dollars or Swiss francs? I don't know. It's probably about basically the same. The same. It's like but, a one for one exchange rate. Sky. The point is that the um, exchange rates. It was one of the best ran worlds. It was probably the best ran worlds that I've been to, including um, Vegas. And I think they did a lot to promote it. I think everything was done right. I think um, getting 2.5 million. It's to me, it's like a just a symbolic gesture that you have to be all in. You have to be um, working for it and and invested to make something go right and i think they did that nice yeah okay um yeah i <clears throat> sorry guys i uh keep clearing my throat i would highly recommend everybody read willie's thoughts the uh, article that he wrote yesterday column whatever you want to call it i th- thought he broke down a lot of things really well uh i was really personally proud with the coverage we did on the ground there and all the the content we put out for you guys and i hope everyone back home enjoyed it and for for me who's only been to two world championships one in a western european country of paris france and one in central asia i thought this was awesome uh we had we had you know media had food the whole time there was 6,000 outlets and Wi-Fi and every, like everyone had access to do all the work they the whole time right the media was uh, very well accommodated uh, the the arena was awesome it was a it was in Barris Arena which is a continental hockey league which is like mainly Russian teams but it's like the number two hockey league in the world um, so yeah. it's a it's a it's a arena that most fans would kind of compare to maybe maybe a little small for NCAAs but a, a roughly about that that size for what NCAA venues like and the crowds for uh Greco were very good and the crowds for freestyle were awesome uh women were a little down I think partially a lot of that had to do with the fact that it was the middle of the week and people were working but uh the the freestyle crowd I mean it was basically sold out and I think it would have been sold out I think it would have been filled to the rafters had uh Snyder said Live happened well would uh it looked like a million bucks uh just watching it live the arena looked really good the blue and you could mm-hmm. basically every shot was showing lots of people there so um what a Christian I wrote this yesterday this this pros and cons I don't know if you got a chance to read it um, but one of the things I said was that um, I, I thought everything was great. Thumbs up for sure. But one, one, I think the worst part about it, and it's nitpicky, um, I don't want to overshadow how awesome it was, but if you pick a con, I think that the biggest con by far was how long the days are. I mean, mm-hmm. if you are a – and I said in the article, I'm not trying to say – I'm not taking this from a journalist perspective. I'm not saying that UWW has to appease me or journalist or anybody, but it goes beyond journalists and it goes to the coaches and the wrestlers and the administrators and the NGBs and the executives and the volunteers on the ground and the table workers and every, the officials, because they don't start till 11. Mm. And then there's these mini breaks, which really don't leave you time to do anything. Anyway, 
from, even from a fan's perspective, you basically have to be locked in for like 10 hours. You have to be dialed in. And I just think they could make some changes weigh in an hour earlier, start an hour earlier, mm -hmm. run double, you know, semis and bronze matches run at the same time and you're cutting your time down by a third and, I, and then you get out and then, you know, cause everybody gets out of there at nine, 10 o'clock and then it's wash and repeat. So for a week, uh, it, it's yeah, it sucks the life out of you, man. Yeah, that is, that is intense. I mean, just being here and watching, it's like, yeah, you do a long round and then Basically, you can take a quick, like, 45-minute nap maybe, and then you back, you know, it's starting again. Repishage is beginning, and semis are starting, and you're – so I can imagine, like, that's a that's a lot. Like, you can't go out and get a bite to eat if you're a fan right. or whatever. It's – There's, like, so the, the round <laughs> – the round would end, and then there would be, like, an hour break. But that hour break, I was running up to the draws – Oh, and yeah. watching them and get getting them for the wrestlers. Then I was coming down and working on the draws article, which, um, you know, basically I'm looking up in the database every guy in the bracket to make sure I have my facts straight. And so it looks like a break, but there's really not a break. And that's not just for me. That's the coaches. Somebody has to be representative in the draw thing. You know what I mean? So it's it's for everybody it's really there's no it's non-stop yeah okay well i don't know how you fix it though but we i, I mean know. starting earlier i could <laughs> see you know maybe that buys you an hour here an hour there but at the end of it it's t now, yeah. 10 weights right mm -hmm. 10 yeah. weights times three there's a couple so starting earlier uh borrowing something from folk style which is when a mat ends if mat a is over and Matt B still has eight matches left. Move some of those freaking matches over. That's yeah. a yeah. that's a weird thing. I'm fine with like I really am fine with quarterfinals starting at the same time. However, if you're gonna do that, take matches that haven't already happened and move them over because you have you have wait time built in. Like that is a rule that you have wait time built in. So if you have any concerns about that, bit, just a little bit of advice from Pete Isaias. Because yeah. Pete Isaias will get stuff done quick. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. joke. Okay. So what what about wrestling? What are we going to talk about? Do you want to talk about anything in Worlds? I would – yeah, I would love to. Well, we, we kind of already did it, so I'm just kind of like looking to you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying – sure, I just want – I mean, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. I can give you the cliff notes of what, what we discussed, you know. Um, so uh, – all right, I'll start, Will, if that's okay. Um, yeah. And I, I, I won't do the long version because – it's nine days, and if you want to read my thoughts, I typed for 16 hours a day on the computer. So go back and read my live stream of consciousness notes from Match Notes. Love live um, streams of consciousness. <laughs> but starting off with Greco, I, I don't know, and I know you guys talked about this. I don't know kind of where the American um, disappointment came from. We haven't been performing super well in Greco over the last few years, and this was as a team – the number of guys that won matches, yeah. the the competitiveness that we showed in matches, the fact that we had leads. We had leads. This is both good and bad. We had leads in, I believe, six or seven of the matches that, that we lost to knock our guys out. So, yes, similar to you know something we just talked about in men's freestyle, it's extremely frustrating to not close out matches. However, it also shows that you are on the level that you're winning 
in the second period, you know, two minutes left, a minute left, that you can hang with them and get to the round of 16, get to the quarterfinals and, and do those things. So, uh, yes, in my opinion, Greco did show progress. And no, they didn't score as many team points as last year because Adam okay. Kuhn took advantage of an incredible draw and wrestled his butt off last year. Uh, but as a whole, I thought uh, I, I was pretty happy with, with, with what Greco did. That was our sentiment as well. It's like they're winning a lot more matches than they did a year ago. The, the main variable is the medal that didn't happen, but draws – Draws matter, which was another thing that became a big topic of discussion. Yeah. Once you guys left, but yeah. Uh, yeah, draws mattered. What did yeah. we? What did we finish? Nomad as a team and women. In women, we were, yeah, men and women, third. we both finished third. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I thought the women wrestled really good. I think that. Um, I really thought going in that we had a shot to win the whole dang thing. We um, we read that. <laughs> I uh, I didn't, um, and I think you know if you wrestle that tournament over, I, different draws too. I still think that we probably have the ability to, you know, Ali Reagan getting pinned. That's a game changer, right? That's yeah. a that's you're, you're taking something. You're that could be the difference of twenty twenty five points. I mean, she's good enough to make a final, and stuff happens, and she doesn't, you know. Um, I thought we wrestled well in, in women's division. Whitney Conder had a horrible draw, and, and Sarah Hildebrandt had a horrible draw. And now you say you got to make it happen anyway. But um, yeah, I thought I think we're right there. I'm feeling pretty good about the women. And then something for both the the men and the women. Well, for all three styles, but just uh, as it relates to the team race specifically for the men and the women. <clears throat> something that I thought going in, I think a lot of us thought going in, the non-Olympic weights were crucial for us. Mm-hmm. The non-Olympic weights were in in men, um, I believe we scored, you know, 70% of our team points from the yep. non-Olympic weights. And part of that is because, part of that's because the weights are, let's just be honest, the weights are weaker than the Olympic weights. Just because of the way the rest of the world perceives the value of qualifying for the Olympics. That's out of our control. But then within our control, we sent the best possible guys that we could send, the best possible uh, women that we could send at those weights. And yeah. it showed no, by I the don't... fact that we scored a whole bunch of team points. And Russia got second in women primarily because of non-Olympic weights. I don't I don't take – I'm not bashful about, well, we scored our points in the, in the non-Olympic weights because – that shows depth. I mean, we mm-hmm. have we have depth that a lot of countries, other countries don't have. I mean, oh, you're, <laughs> Russia sends we're we're outplacing Russia at seventy nine. We're outplacing Russia at ninety two. So I don't care. You know, yeah. same yeah. thing in same thing in women. Um, you know, Japan doesn't have the they don't have the depth they usually have. Yeah, they look vulnerable. Headed into 2020, it's gonna be well. And that that was a really interesting thing. So, okay, first of all, so when we go to ch- going to check in, and Willie can t- speak to this better than I can, but going to check in, apparently sometimes it can you know to get your credential. Sometimes it can take 20 minutes. Sometimes it can take six hours. We were in and out, got our credential, but while we were looking through, so there's four stacks of media credentials. One whole stack, one whole stack was Japan. Really? Yeah. Yes. At four oh. stacks, one of them was just Japan. Yeah. It was insane. Which was is partially Japan does an excellent job 
uh, the, the media there cover yeah. wrestling very well. And then obviously the second part is leading into Tokyo next year and knowing that it's an Olympic qualifier, they were on extra uh, high alert. Uh, but yeah, Japan, um, so they qualify five of the six women's weights. And then the one where they don't is the one where there was this whole, uh, not controversy, but two-time defending champ Yui Sasaki didn't make the team. And uh, we've talked about this on a previous show. When, when you medal in Japan at an Olympic weight, you, you're, the rep, you're the rep for next year, right? Uh, so that, that was one of the weights where they didn't, and that's going to be kind of interesting going forward. Um, but, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought the, the women's wrestling was great. And then for, for USA, I know you guys recapped it, but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to us discussing Olympic qualifying going forward because along with us scoring a lot of points in non-Olympic weights – we only got four. USA only got four out of eighteen Olympic spots qualified, which is even worse than we did in how about, uh, Vegas. How about the Western Hemisphere? Qualif- only two nations qualified. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's half the globe. Yeah. United States had two. Colombia had one. Pretty insane. None um, for Cuba. At least that's the second straight. Yeah. Well, wait. Nomad pointed out that's a second straight year before the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Wait, they they qualified in Greco, didn't they? No, I'm he's saying, saying all men's freestyle. I'm saying in 2015, which was a qualifier for the Olympics, Cuba qualified zero in Vegas. Yeah. 2019, year before the Olympics, Cuba qualified zero. It's sort of crazy. Not it is. It's everybody. weird that they didn't send it 57. And I was just thinking maybe we can segue in this way for for our Thinking about Team USA's prospects for qualifying men's freestyle, I was thinking about 65. And, okay, we got Tobier, who's real, clearly very good, two-time world medalist. But what if Pico comes back and goes 65? How much harder then does it become oh, for us yeah. to send? You know, and we've seen Zane. What, you mean if has, he goes for Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. like, I think, more than a rumor at this point. It's something yeah. that is mm-hmm. – um, could very potentially happen. Now, 65, I'm still like, is he really going to go that way? Um, especially when you consider the path to Olympic qualification would be so much easier at 74 for Aaron, you know? Yeah. I yep. mean, because I mean, Jordan's out, Cuba, right? It's just like Jordan's out. Franklin Gomez. a guy that's like 42 years old. <laughs> but he still keeps getting, he's still salty. Keep getting them checks, Garzon, because he, that guy can, he, he can wrestle still. He's, He's timeless. So I, I think it's it's going to be tough to get these weights qualified. I think we've got a good shot to do it. I'm curious what the selection process is going to look like, specifically at 86. Who do we send there to Pan Ams? I know we're looking ahead a little bit, but, um, yeah. Did you – um? how do we determine – how do they determine who goes? Like, is last Zane time, going? Last time it was basically our, our world team from 2015. We sent Herbert – Remember, I was I was mad then because I was like, we know he can't beat this guy. He can't beat Salas. He's had like twelve cracks. It's never happened. Send someone else, and they send him, and yeah. he didn't. And then, fortunately, Jaden was able to get it qualified at a later time. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we sent all our reps from 15 that were. Did able. you guys? Um, so that should be interesting. Did you guys discuss anything about who goes what weight, which is? Very oh yeah, at this point, but we talked about it. We talked about Dake and how it's identical situation to 2016 that led him up to 86. 
It's open at 86. There's a guy sitting out at 74. And, you know, he wasn't specific, but the implication was, like, that he's going down. But, I mean, that's still a guess to me because he very much – all the things that happened this year happened four years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So part of me thinks, okay, well, what what is different in 2020 that was not – there in 2016 i don't know the variable other than we all know that 74 is a more natural weight for kyle right and that he's more likely to win that weight but again that was true in 2016 everyone knew he was too small for 86 right and he still almost made the team and he took a match from jane cox who won bronze kyle dick's a freak i think that's my Um, take on it is kyle i think the the two years of experiencing 79 kilos and how it is a better weight for him, probably maybe the best weight for him, uh, yes. leads him to believe that I should not look at making the team. I should look at where I feel the best about myself and what weight will be better for me where I will be able to do perform to the best of my abilities. Yeah. Because obviously Kyle Dake thinks he can make both because he's Kyle Dake, because he's amazing, because he has wins over all <clears throat> these guys. Uh, but... If I'm Kyle Dake, I think my body would feel better at 74 than at 86. Mm-hmm. What um, what were your thoughts on Jaden, who I think is probably the biggest wild card? He is. As far uh, as what weight? As far as you know, uh, we I think gun to all our heads, we think he's probably going down, but I don't understand it. I don't think he I, should. I don't. I, I, I think it's you think he's going up. Well, okay, yeah, I guess you're right. Is I don't. I, I, yes, <laughs> I think he's going up. It, uh, to me, it doesn't make much sense. The man, the but man what doesn't made make much eight sense? that he would go down. Yeah, it doesn't Agreed. make much sense to me in the sen- it, from the standpoint of the man made eighty six on a day before weigh in and said never again. Absolutely not. That's not going to happen. I, that was terrible. That was the worst experience of my life. Mm-hmm. And now. A few years later, he's going to say, I'm not saying he's right. I know what you mean. A few years later for him to say, yeah, I can go to 86 and make it back to back days, day of, uh, that would shock me. Yeah. Now there, there is, I think there's been a lot of changes to Jaden in the sense that, uh, he looks like he's enjoying the sport more. Like a few years ago, he looked agitated and like ticked off and now he's he's happy he's he's seems to be enjoying it more i think i asked him at beat the streets are you in a better it seems like you're in a better place than ever and he said yes he said absolutely mm-hmm. that's 100 true I, I think his nutrition is better i think mm-hmm. we've heard all heard anecdotes about you know Jaden. Jaden at one point was whatever he wanted to he'd hit the mcdonald's drive through once in a while and now he's like focus i mean he's doing everything right so maybe maybe his body is smaller maybe the environment is better for him to drop down i just day of weigh-ins back to back i don't know why and why okay you're Jaden cox and here's all this may be a little redundant if you listen to the last show but you're Jaden cox you're one of the most physically gifted wrestlers we've ever seen why you can go up and you can beat snyder and maybe you're the one guy that can that's walking the earth right now that can beat Sag Alive. If it's not him, I don't know who it could be, right? If there's one person in the world that can do it, 
I think it's him at this point. Yeah. He's certainly the most likely. So why would you come down and potentially there's something completely out of your control, right? How your body's going to react to this weight cut. I'm, I'm sure he, he can physically hit 86.0 kilograms. What happens after that is what concerns me the most and I think is a risk not worth taking. Do you think that maybe – I don't know. I, I think he goes up. I think the move is to go up. I think it's a smart play. But for him, if he wants to test the waters, do you think maybe the move is to go to a ranking series event and do the two-day – see what mm-hmm. happens? I think he 100% should do that. I, I really do. I think you've got to know how you're going to feel. I mean, in 2017 in Paris – he he attributed part of you know he he said the weight was a big problem for him. He was at Paris. He was having a hard time coming down. I remember D- Division One wrestling, one ninety seven was really hard. There are times he's down to the wire making one ninety seven. He never missed weight, but it, it wasn't easy for him. Now we're talking you know one one eighty nine and a half. That's going to be really tough for him. I just don't I don't understand the move to go down. Perhaps. There, there's just different nutritional approaches he's going to be able to take, and he, he really feels confident he's going to be able to go down. I think we'll have the decision soon. He said he's going to – he will internally have made the decision within the next week or so, I believe. And it's very possible he's already made made his mind up that he's going down. And, you know, pe- people after we've been speculating about it, people hit me up that seem to think they're in the know, said he's coming down. I, <clears throat> I think he's – coming down i um of course have questions about it for for me the thing is Jaden Jaden very clearly um likes to focus on himself in his wrestling right he doesn't like to watch film and he doesn't like don't don't tell me what the other guy does right i, I if, if i wrestle the best of my abilities i'm going to beat them no matter what their best techniques are no matter you know which way they go whatever and so for Jaden to add something to his mind right which that cutting that weight is going to be something that is going to have to be heavy on his mind at all times that i think it could potentially be the biggest hindrance um to Jaden cox's performance however this guy is probably the first or second best wrestler in the world and you think so yeah the i have never i mean Selfishly, I want to see Jaden Cox wrestle Sajulayev because I've never seen personally live anyone do the things those two can do in a mm-hmm. wrestling match, and I think it would be. Do one we have of the most who gets who scores? Seen. How does anyone score in that match? It's gonna be like it's, it could be a horrible match. It could be a one-one <laughs> shot clock. That that is very possible because Sajulayev's legs—you don't touch them. No, you do not touch that man's legs, and then Jaden. Good lord, Jaden with the the when the guy was in the leg lace. I'm sure you guys talked about yes. this. How strong? I don't even know what mu- I can't conceptualize what muscles that you use <laughs> to keep yourself off the mat. I imagine it was every single thing: arms, back, uh, core. But that's not normal. Uh-uh. That takes such body awareness, strength, mental willpower. Goodness gracious! Yeah. So that's what we, we, the, we discuss with Jaden. United States has clearly the most depth of any nation Good from problems. 74 up, right? I mean, we're talking about world champions 
not making the thing. We're talking about world medalist, not making the team. We can have multiple world champions on the team. We we will have multiple world champions. Yeah, on just the team. just factually speaking. Factually speaking, we will have two world champions not on the team. I don't like. Also, I don't like the Snyder to one twenty five talk. No, we kind of I kind of tried to squash that on my own last show, but feel free to add to the squash. Uh, I I imagine it's all the same things, but just guys, that is twenty eight. Ki- Do you know what twenty eight kilos is? And no, most of those guys probably aren't a full 125. But do you understand that that is 50, 60 pounds? Yeah. And Kyle Snyder is 5'9". And Akul and these guys are 6'2". Dan was just in Kazakhstan. He stood next to all these guys. It's no way. It's not happening. Willie stood next to Mihan Lopez at the airport. That was a great picture. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. If he would have took my bag, there would have been problems. If he would have touched it. (laughs) Hands on sight, dude. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so I, I I think he's too small. How about Taha Akul? Him and Musukayev need to get to get get together and just figure out how to finish matches. Yeah, four zero. <laughs> he just understand. looks great, and he did, that one exchange where he got rolled through on the he just stopped wrestling. He just like hung on the leg there, and like hopefully Gino doesn't try a thing, and Gino's like, oh, well, let's go. That is the third time I've watched him meltdown against Patricia. Really. Why don't they get them treadmills or something? Somebody get Taha. They don't need a treadmill. They need no technology for this. He didn't used to have this issue. It was 14 to 16. Well, no. He's had it for a little bit. He had that Euro break. The first breakdown I saw. Was the Euro one, yeah. Yes. I think that was 2015 or 16. Where Patricio's uncle jumped over the thing and hugged him on the the mat. It was was quite a moment. But to me, it's like that rivalry just comes down to, I think Gino is just like a little bit. Tougher mentally, yeah. Right. I don't. He's not as good at wrestling. I don't think. But I go beat him in Euros, like kind of soundly. Or seven zero. Yeah. Seven zero. This guy peaks when it matters most. Uh, oh yeah. So that that's another thing. First of all, Musakayev. First of all, Musakayev. Super awesome that this dude gets hosed in 2016. He really never did. makes the team, and then wins a medal in his first real shot at Worlds. That was cool to see. No matter. Uh, What's up, buddy? Tell Christian, tell Christian the record of former Russians that former wrestlers that left Russia that then wrestled a Russian at Worlds. Tell him the record. It is this quad, seventeen and zero. So all the defectors beat the Russians. No, opposite. No, 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 no. Other way. Well, you would expect it to be slanted that direction. Yeah, but yes, but seventeen and zero. But the rumor is that there is a gentleman's agreement that if you defect from Russia, you cannot win. You are not allowed. Well, so far they're keeping win. up their end of the bargain. Yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is: don't expect a former Russian wrestler to be. I mean, just just count it out. It's not going to happen. They're not going to do it. Does uh, does that do the Americans get in on this? Like, Mitas can't beat the fix, you know? Well, Amin can't the thing. beat uh, Pat Downey. Let's get in on that. We don't break people's arms if they disobey. Yeah. But mm. the, the, the last one to beat, the, the last former Russian to beat a Russian, uh, an active Russian, was 2016 Rio. Zasiv beat Makov. 
So I'm pretty sure the numbers I came up with were 17 and 0 this quad, so 17, 18, 19, and then 28 and 4 since 2012. Mm. Um, anyway, <clears throat> sitting with the, the whole week, we were sitting in front of the Dagestan group. Um, so Coach Gaidarov, who used to be Chimizo's personal coach, and is like one of the most respected coaches in Dagestan. And it is just so. First of all, those guys are awesome. They asked to take a picture with us. That was really cool. But second of all, the it is so very obvious that Dagestani stick together, because that guy was going nuts anytime uh, Dagestani was on the mat in like a big match, like a like a metal match. Um, mm-hmm. That guy Nurov. Even if they were Macedonia. wrestling for like Macedonia, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so did like, you have to remind them there's no cheering on press row? <laughs> As a as a graduate of JMU's journalism, it school. sounds like that's not a thing at UW events. Like you can cheer on Press Row, no man. I mean, we definitely were in ways that we were not when I was there in Paris. Really? I think a yeah. ref got kicked out. Did you just feel emboldened. What 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 got into you? Why do you uh, think being okay? five, being on the fifth floor as opposed to being on the floor is a big difference. Got it. Yeah, that is a big difference. Right. Uh, but yeah, the 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 Dagestani stick together. So like that that match, that match I'm talking about, it was a North Macedonian North Macedonian wrestling for a medal, who was originally Dagestani, and it was Gaidarov and Musakayev, Musakayev now for Hungary, next to each other, high five and going crazy when he won. So it's very obvious that when you leave Russia, that's not there's no like animosity. It's, yeah, we're we're still boys. Yeah, everyone gets it. Definitely get it with Musakayev. It okay. Is, it is just You were you were like, gonna talk about Musakayev though. Mm. No, just that just that he that they the Dag Stains were going crazy oh. when he meddled. I like talking just, about uh, his antics, not so much. Oh, the, he, he the was very antic filled. Uh JD Raider, shout out to him. He <laughs> put up uh the top ten moments of Musakayev world. And with number <laughs> ten is a three sixty double against Kinchikishvili, you know it's a fire list. This man I it's more the antics that I'm here for. <laughs> just the faking injuries. He pretended his groin area suffered of injury for a really, really long time. He acts like he's dead. Then he does backflips after he wins. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I just love him. That's one thing they got to get rid I can't of, hear right? Willie they now. Get... I wish he'd come back. You can't. You can't. I've okay. got him. You hear well, him? That's one thing. <clears throat> Oh, I hear him. That's one thing they definitely got to get rid of. I mean, uh, UWW, their policies, procedures, rules, etc. they keep trending in the right direction. But one thing they got to for sure address is guys not getting back to the center. I mean, you got to ding them. Well, what is stopping them. anyone from ever taking an, an injury time? Right. Yeah, I, I right. very much thought that was a point. Like, when you take injury time? Yeah, but that is clearly not the case. Not a point. Not a point. I was... Gravely mistaken. Gravely. Hey, now he's dead. So, where are we, we going to switch gears? Are we done with the world stuff right now? For now, yeah. I have a, qu- I have a question for you guys. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop. Is something going on with Kirkfleet? Is What happened? Dude, he's wrestling right away. He's wrestling? He's wrestling? Singletary Dude. down to 197. Really? Wait. No. Hold on. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Moore. The Colin Moore's ranked number one Scratch in the country. Scratch that. Singletary to 285. Maybe 286. Maybe bump them <laughs> up. We'll go back to, they might get two. They He's wrestling 220. So, so, so Kirk Fleet's <laughs> wrestling, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, he said on the Steelwood Radio, he said he weighs about 230 right now. Um, 
and that he's still going to U23 Worlds in October. Um, so I doubt we see him that first few we weeks saw of the season. But, so uh, we saw him in Akron. When we saw him in Akron, we were like, oh, my God. This like a rush in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, how do we think he's going to do? You're, is he in the – is he in the – Here's I think he's in the mix. Like I think one they wouldn't send him if he wasn't. You have to figure because Singletary's <coughs> quality. Two. Do you think he's a- he? Two years ago, he he lost to Gable by a point. Yeah. Maybe two. Do you think he's Beat in the Jordan mix? Jordan Wood and Akron. Uh, that's a good point. Who's ranked third? Yeah. Do you think he's in the mix senior level? Okay. Well, if. For me to say, I think he's in the in, – in this instance, if you think he's in the mix to win a title at 285 NCAA, I think you have to say he's in the mix to, to make the Olympic team. Mm. We're, we're not amazing there. We've got Gwiz is the guy, but Gable is clearly right there. Mm. I think Kassar's – I think Kassar's a factor 2020, 100%. I think that guy is 100% a factor at 20. That's why I'm really surprised he's wrestling collegiately this year, although – it seems like Penn State's got a plan to make it all work, right? I, I think he'll, he'll be in the mix. I think Gable's in the mix, and maybe we'll, we'll see. I think Kirk Fleet is just like maybe experience a little bit. He's missed some time with injury, and he's, he is young, right? But I don't see those guys like Tech following him in freestyle. I think those are competitive matches. I think he's really hard to take down. Um, yeah, I think I think he's in the mix, 2020. John Foster, who does some, um, he does some freelance stuff for us, writes some articles, and he's always, he's a big guy, right? So he's always 197, 220 high school, 285 heavyweights. He, he's all in on. He's like, that's his thing. He watches tape on that. But he was like, he's like, man, round of 16 at NCAA, it's gonna be as good as it ever was. I mean, the matchups are gonna be awesome, right? No, it's going to be a really fun year at heavyweight. So, Ohio State lately seems as though they are very much, no matter what, put the best guy out. Mm-hmm. Red shirts be damned, you know, long term be damned. And there's some sense to that, right? Because um, we talk about, you know, the <sighs> jimmying of rosters and kind of looking ahead all right 2021 maybe you know this team's weak so we can make a push for a trophy but there's also you have no earthly idea what injuries can look like how people can progress uh if you know how guys are going to grow and so i think ohio state's thing now is just this is what we know we have right now this could change completely in 365 days so right now Let's put our best team out there and well, also, roll. Also, there's, you know, from that standpoint, and I was co- always kind of against that. Yeah, I mean, seems counterintuitive, you know, to not plan. It seems counterintuitive to not say, well, let's hold this guy back and and, and so we're better for the future. But at this point, they get a number one or number two recruiting class every year. So... They're going to get somebody. You know, when Kirkfleet, it's not like, ah, we should use save Kirkfleet for the future because, uh, you know, we want to have him as our heir apparent. No, they're going to get somebody else. When By the time Kirkfleet's done, they're going to have another stud. 
Yeah. And that and that'll happen at about every weight. Yeah. So are they does that put Ohio State I mean, they're putting their chips in the middle, it seems. Yeah. Are they are they in the mix this year to, to contend? I think it's I think it's it's gonna be hard. I think on. I feel like I feel like no. I feel like I, they're I gonna have like no every weight, but Holy crap. I think it depends on what their upper middle does. You know, like they're 65, 74. I think it's largely dependent upon those guys because we know basically what they have everywhere else. But they have they have some young guys and some inconsistent guys. Well, 25, I don't think they're going to score big points. <clears throat> Pletcher is perennially – he's going to be a top five guy, but I don't he, he's not going to be Seth Gross. 41 – Kind of a question mark. Is Keyshawn coming down? Is it going to be Kinner? 49, they're going to be great with Sasso. 57, who are they looking at there? Is it going to be Elijah Cleary or someone else? 65, 74, are we getting Rocky Jordan involved somewhere? Is it Romero? Is it Ethan Smith that's, at 65? I heard Rocky's big. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. 50, 57, 65, 74. I think that they will go as far as they make progress at those weights. Yeah. So, my apologies to the collective public for being out of the loop. I knew rankings came out. I didn't that look at the did. team. Uh, three through eight, separated by eight points. Yeah. And wow. uh, Iowa, number two, is 43 points ahead of Oklahoma State. And then Penn State's another 20-some points ahead of them. Yep, 22 ahead. What the heck happened? What do you mean? I just... That's not how you conceptualize the year. Well, they've got a. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, you know, run the numbers myself, right? Just kind of anecdotally thinking about it, and I know that obviously, like, freshmen are going to move up, and there's going to be all sorts of movement there. But well, that's many, an approximation. Um, it should well, yeah. be close to accurate because how many? There's not that many true freshmen that are coming in, right? Like that are going to start and make an impact. Right. So they, I mean, they've got their lineup last year is going to be similar. To, to this year, minus you know some big losses with Nickel and you know you you take out um, Bo, but Connell plugs in and he earns a lot of points for his team because he's ranked very high preseason because he beat the preseason number one twice, yeah. right? So you kind of have to plug him in high. Mark Hall, Vincenzo Joseph, and Anthony Casaro all ranked number one. Mm-hmm. So you've got three number ones, a third there. Bergie moving up is a pretty highly ranked guy. Uh, RBY has a good ranking. Nick Lee's number what is, two. What's Bergie right now? I uh, I probably I just on paper I would assume he's ranked you know five six seven. He's fifth. So like, <clears throat> so like conceptually, there's not there's not much there's nowhere to go but down for like Hall and Kassar and those guys. But you take a guy like Bergie who's ranked fifth, and I'm gonna say. He could finish one, two, you yeah. know. So there's a little. So there's some pros and cons with them. Um, well, Caleb Young's number so, two at that weight, you know. I, I think. Yeah. And Larry Early's yeah. the one right ahead of him. Well, apologize for sleeping on Caleb Young last year. Uh, did well, you guys? Did you guys talk about? No, I, I mean, I straight up said, like, I don't, I have no idea what he's going to do with this wake up. Um, did you guys talk about Michigan still kind of figuring out if they're doing Olympic well, red shirts or not? I, and yeah, how it's we, impact their team. We, we 
rank them. I'm pretty sure uh, we rank those those guys, uh, Stevan and, and Miles. I guess they're going through the process. You sh- you maybe have more information on that than I do. Oh yeah, so um, a lot of their decision process is so. I talked to Coach Format, right? Because a lot we we got so many questions about the criteria that USA Wrestling put out is obviously USA Wrestling based, right? U23s and all these different things that are USA Wrestling events. But the NCAA for a long time has had international athletes competing in swimming and tennis and soccer and run down the line. So yes, there is Olympic red shirts available for international athletes. Uh, the the waiver situation, especially with with Michich right now, is there is multiple sports. There is an appeal to the NCAA about being able to take two Olympic red shirts, basically because if you fall in a certain birth year and the way you end up in college, you have the opportunity to go to, or you know try to qualify for two Olympic games while you're in college. And all these schools and these athletes are like, this is bullcrap that I can't pursue my Olympic dreams twice. Um, so I, I imagine that that's going to kind of be decided soon because every school in the country, to my knowledge, school has started and started a while ago. So um, I think the you know, based on everything we saw this year, that Michigan is in support of their, their guys taking Olympic red shirts. And so uh, their team may look down this year, but simply because they're – letting their guys focus on freestyle. So there was another rule going around social media where it said you can't take an Olympic red shirt if it is your fifth or sixth yeah. year of eligibility. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what that I'm talking Is that part of the about. waiver too? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's why they're they're okay. fighting it because – and again, it's not just wrestling and Michich. It's a whole bunch of other sports. Gotcha. They're like, I, I can't help that my age overlaps with two Olympics. Did, and I think uh, I should have the right to do that, which I agree with them. Yeah, they should. Did they? Did we rank Dayton? Uh we did, I believe. Yeah, he's yeah. ranked number two because we didn't have an answer yet. I think, I think it's. Pretty, I think he's redshirting. Yeah. I don't think he's wrestling this year. That seems to be what what he thinks as well. It's what he's indicating. Yeah. Our, our policy hey, was we're waiting for like actual word before yeah, we yeah. Yeah. speculate. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I just because I was a little up in the air, but from what it sounded like on the ground there, I don't think he's going to go. Um, Kyle, not that this is completely germane to wrestling, but it, it is the red shirt kind of rule uh, that football has now. Didn't didn't two football players just that started like game one and two? Didn't they just sit and just say, "I'm redshirt now"? Yeah, um, this is uh, this is something that just got put into place last year. Is you can play in up, to, you can play in four football games, and still hold on to your redshirt. Um, That's crazy. It, and we saw this with Kelly Bryant last year. After the fourth game, when they named Trevor Lawrence to start, he said, "Okay, well, I'm quitting the team, so I can have another year next year." Um, and he transferred yeah. to Missouri, and now Derek King, the quarterback at Houston and a wide receiver. Um, they started one and three to the season, and they decided that's yeah. not how they want it to end their last season in college football. So they are essentially quitting for the year. They're still going to practice and be with the team, but they're not playing in any more games, and they're allegedly coming back to Houston next year, although I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> um, Christian, would you be down 
with guys wrestling. So four games, probably 12. Uh, would you be down with guys wrestling 25% of the season and still being eligible for a red shirt? Absolutely. I would love it because, mm-hmm. one, I, I just don't see the harm in it, right? Two, I think it makes duels better and more interesting. It allows you to make more informed decisions on pulling guys. And more than anything, I think the biggest point is the the forfeit situation in duels. You shouldn't have yep. you shouldn't have a completely capable guy that you can't use because he's redshirting in one match yep. just blows this whole thing up. I don't know how that gets abused. I don't know how you abuse it. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't see the downside. If you have a match limit, either. if you have a dual match limit, and then you say, so they compete unattached at tournaments. So basically, CKLV is the only one where you can't go to, and then maybe a couple others, but mainly CKLV. And right. then you, so they have, most teams have 14 competition dates, so four or five uh, duels. You can't, you literally can't abuse it. Yeah, because if you if you go over, then it's all right. Well, you wrestled six matches, you're not you're not redshirted. All it would all it would do is make could change a dual dual meets better. Um, it would make dual meets better. You would have to, the way I understand it, for it to be effective. Um, you would also have to change the travel rule, I think, because they're only allowed to travel with like twelve or something. I think it's thirteen. 13? Yeah. Which yeah. maybe that wouldn't even have to change. Yeah, you maybe know, because not. you bring the three retro. I mean, Mark Hall, I remember the year he, guys retro, he was going on basically all the trips, right? And then they used him when they were ready to at, at Iowa. When they, when they announced they were doing this rule for football, they said that the committee was looking in how to apply it to other sports. Mm-hmm. Um, Should be easy. It's been almost two years now. I'm not sure when we'll see a ruling on that, but yeah, it feels like it can easily work for every sport like you're saying just like 25 percent of the season you know yeah it's not hard yeah not hard to do so okay we're kind of all over the place it is going i'm, I'm gonna be very honest it is going to take me time to get back into folk style <laughs> i am yeah I, I have been so freestyle dominant here for months so thank you Although, to the Who's Number One kids who are wrestling freestyle. That's going to make it a little easier. Although I started digging in already right before the show uh, today, digging into Super 32 entries and working on it because there's no time. I have to start digging into it now because we're going to Who's Number One and I'll be and preoccupied there. Um, and then the sheer numbers of Super 32. I mean, I just did 106. There's 165 entries, and there's literally literally 50 names that you would have to consider as maybe metal threats, uh, placing threats. So, and, and that's one weight, and so you have to do that for 14 weights, and i got to get cracking now. Holy cow. So yeah, Style is back this weekend, though, on Flow Wrestling, Journeyman, Fall Classic. Yeah. It's actually a really good field. I was looking through it last night. Uh, Nick Buzakis jumped off the page at me. I know trying to remember more guys but yeah it's a good field frank pop puts on a good event first yeah, time frank uh, pop. for sam Buzakis. frank pop puts uh he sends me the entry list he said willie group group these guys group put these guys in groups and and 
and send an Excel file back to me. It's like, Ch Chimizo's wrestling right now, Frank. Uh, <laughs> I have to get to that in a little bit. <laughs> hey, is there another? Is there another Aruja, but he goes by George, the Russian? Yes. Yes. Last name? Yes. Why? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Is it with the because, O? Like O R? Yep. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> George. What are we gonna do there? I'm pumped for. Uh, I don't know. Lige, Elijah Diaco. Why'd you call him Lige? Because they call him Lige. They don't call him Lige. No, they call him Lige. George Arujo. I'm gonna need confirmation on that. He's uh. He's not like the others. He's. He's like he's big five ten or five ten already. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be wrestling like one. Well, how's he gonna spell his name? Are he, uh, George and Lige gonna just change the way they spell their last name? I'm fine with Lige. I'm fine with you know however they want to spell it, spell it. But can we be uniform as brothers? I'm all in on uh, younger brothers just completely being different. Than their older hey, siblings. Okay, can't you dye your hair? Do you have to have a, change your last name? No, I'm, no, I'm no, with it's, it. It's a rouge <laughs> but it's with an O this time. I'm with it. You know, our trip to our trip to um, Kazakhstan did not come without nomad nomad takes. Well, we I'm there. I'm glad what to bring this up, Willie, because someone on Facebook asked what was the weirdest thing Nomad did in Kazakhstan. Well, he did several odd <laughs> things. No, nah, it was actually mostly normal. He did have. Can I put this out there? I, I'm, I don't know if I can put this out there, but I'm going to, Nomad. Sounds I, good. I love you, and you'll get over it. Nomad successfully had a Tinder date in Kazakhstan. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> but uh, no, I think I think the she was she was good looking too. Uh, redhead. Nomad found the one redhead in Kazakhstan. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, it was the last night. Me and No Matter there having fellowship, and he's like, "I, I gotta go." And I'm like, "What do you mean? Where are you going? What do you mean you gotta go? Where are you gonna go?" He's like, "Well, I said you got a date." He goes, "Yeah." I said somebody picking you up? Yeah. So he did that. Uh, I said, "Make sure." I said, "Make sure you're back by 5:30 a.m. because I'm driving to the airport at that time." I said, if you're not there, I'll just take your bag to the airport. How about that? And he goes, all right. But it, all was well. But the weirdest, the weirdest thing, I don't know if it's the weirdest thing because I can't collect all of them right now in my brain, but him and Bader were thoroughly convinced that Kazakhstan had a state-mandated state ordinance in which they reproduce more often. They have to There's have a kids. Lot of babies I don't, what, are you? There was not that many babies well, for a major city. That may not be that much of a leap. I mean, no. You know, <laughs> you can't make humans procreate. Yeah. You can't say it. If you don't have a baby, you're being taxed. No. 40%. Very, very simply, in, in many religions, including like Catholicism, right? It's like birth control and things of that nature are frowned upon, right? Forms of, you know. So I don't know. I don't know Kazakh law. I don't know the culture of Kazakh. But there could definitely be something like that. But like, hey, we don't use. You know any sort of preventative measures? Yeah. Sure. It's very, very Tragedy. simple. 
Sure, but not state mandated. You must reproduce. Number one, and number two, that they were going way overboard. Like they were like babies are everywhere, which was not true. It was like if you go, if you go to Austin, there's babies. If you go to Dallas, there's babies. If you go to Seattle, there's babies. There was not per capita more babies in 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 Nurselton than anywhere else. We need certainly to not enough to say that this is state state mandated ordinance. Well, it may not be state mandated, but it could be just culturally, you know, part of. You know what? I think we put we put a we pause on that. I think we regroup, do a little research, all of us. We come back Tuesday <laughs> with a little more built out theories. Quick update on Facebook: uh, World Champion Kyle Digg yeah. is listening and said that George Mavugar have the same last name. Yes, correct. Yeah, of course they do. I know, but then Vito. But why doesn't Vito? What? Uh, what right. Nick, and yeah, Nariman. Believe it has something to do with their mother. Okay. All right. Well, we're learning a lot on this show. Thanks, World Champion Kyle Dake. Congrats on winning worlds two times. Doesn't have anything to do with hey, their mother. Kyle, since you're listening, why don't <laughs> you? It'd be pretty cool if you put. <laughs> it'd be pretty cool if you put your Olympic weight in the Facebook chat. That'd be a cool way to break the news to the world. So just just think about it. You no pressure, but mm-hmm. if the Facebook chat. Got the exclusive on the Kyle Dake weight. What a payoff for, because there's some loyal listeners yeah. in there that listen to every single show. Yep. But uh, you know, balls in your court, Kyle, and we'll move on from there. Uh, why don't we take it to? Okay, the I have beach? one. Not to, we're gonna have to take it to take the it beach. to the sand. <laughs> we're not gonna take it to the sand or the beach. Want want to give a quick shout out, Mike Ironman, nominated for hometown hero. Would love it if you guys. What's the quickest way they can vote for him, Kyle Bracky? Um, maybe we should pin a tweet, but, um, maybe we should pin a tweet. It's in our Instagram. The link to vote is in our Instagram bio. It's super easy. Just click on the link, then click Mike Ironman. He's in a battle right now with Pam Kitchen of gymnastics. Classic Pam Kitchen. Um, so, but he'll win $25,000. Um, so that obviously would be huge for Mike and he's done a lot for wrestling. So it'd be really awesome if we could give back to him. Yeah. Pam Kitchen? Hey, yes. don't besmirch the name. I've, I They showed a video. She has an the, amazing story, right? Amazing. You should watch. You really should watch. You will, you will like, uh, I want Mike to win, but you will be like, I kind of think she should win. But I voted for Mike. <laughs> I mean, and her story is so sad. She's like such an inspiration. Like, I think like, that's how you'll feel with all the nominees. Yeah. Because um, they all make huge impacts in their sport and in their community. And that's why we're doing this award. But, uh. Come on, it's Mike. It's Mike Ironman. It's Mike Ironman. Mike Ironman At the yeah. end of the day, it's Mike Ironman, and you should vote for him. I, I don't know. With all it's due respect to Mrs. Kitchen, I don't know that I can, in of sound mind, vote for uh, even an incredible person named Pam Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> she can't help her last name. Okay. Hey, you, Kyle, you promised. You promised two straight weeks. You have to deliver. The people want it. I need it. It's time for Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour. All right. So this 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 came out um, last week in between shows when I was on Tuesday and when I was forced to go to the offsite on Thursday. Um, Forced to race go karts. No, listen. The first four hours were just sitting in a room listening to people present. It was awful. But then, yeah, we did to go do go karts. It was awesome. 
but the Navy has confirmed videos. We talked about the Navy yeah. uh, encouraging pilots to report sightings <laughs> to them and that they're, they wanted to get rid of the stigma that comes with reporting those sightings. Um, the Navy has confirmed videos of unidentified flying objects, that they don't know what they are, that they were taken by Navy, Navy pilots doing training exercises. And uh, it, it, Christian, are you concerned that the Navy doesn't know what these things are? Uh, is it concerning that the Navy is seeing things in the air and they don't know what they are? That's yes. a little concerning. Yeah. That is a little concerning. Could be anything, though. Could it? Doesn't mean. Yeah, absolutely. Because the one <laughs> video. Because the one video. Because they're in. Where's the video? They're in restricted airspace. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I can't, I'll show you. There's three different videos. Got it. One from 2004. One and then two from 2015. That um, is pretty ridiculous. This group called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. Oh, sounds released. very credible. <clears throat> I mean, they are. They're literally working with the government. I got, I got my doctorate at To The Stars University. Okay. You don't want to listen? No, maybe, I'm listening. Ma- I'm maybe you should leave the room. Open mind. Open mind. Um, sorry. <laughs> so anyways, they released the videos, and they said that it had cleared all the uh, clearance to be released. for mm-hmm. Approved for public release is what they call. Yeah. Um, but the Navy says they were not. They were not approved for public release. They're not sure how they got out, but they confirmed that they are from the Navy and they are real and that they don't know what they are. But in the one video, the you can hear the pilots talking. They're like, what in the hell is this thing? Because it's flying into the wind that's going 120 knots, they say. And like, it, this can't be a drone. Like, it's flying. It, can't, it wouldn't be able to fly into that kind of wind. Um, Where can we see these, Kyle? I'll, I'll link you. Um, he has an alien truther blog, and then another one. No, it's literally on NBC News, CNN, ABC. Like it's everywhere. I've never, I've literally never heard of any of those. Uh, the History <laughs> Channel. I mean, it's okay. I know that. This one. is big news. Okay, and, I, and, and then, I mean, if the if the Navy can't figure out what something is, do you think do you think some other countries like aircraft got into a Navy training area and was just flying around? There's some bold countries, absolutely. I don't. Very brazen. If, if they if they did, we would have shot them down so quick. <laughs> Anthony Anthony Harry National brazen. style. Yeah, we would have shot them down very quickly. We would have realized what that were what that was. We can shoot this thing what? down. Why don't we shoot? Why don't we shoot? Hey, because we knew. You know what, Navy? Shoot them down. <clears throat> Dude, Maybe they should under, start. They should what start is the to. point of restricted airspace if you don't shoot down the things that come into your airspace? Scared money don't make money. Gun these things down. Did you just call the Navy scared? No. Just saying. <laughs> There's no reason to not shoot them down. Right? I agree. From now on, we should shoot first. Ask and until later. they shoot them down, aliens aren't real. Okay. I don't know. That's not And true, also, for once, you know, I used to, when I, when I was a, a, a kid, a child, and I indulged such thoughts as aliens' existence, I always thought, you know what? Can they get a good camera on any of these? Can they get some decent footage? Not everything be shot on the camera where you put the cassette tape into it. Everything looks terrible every single time. Totally grainy, not clear. It's always it happens to be at night or it happens to be in a situation where you can't get good footage of it. Why is that the case? I mean, if you were an alien, would you want people yeah. to discover I mean, you? It's the same thing with Bigfoot. He doesn't. He knows how to not be seen. Yeah. Oh, okay, with Bigfoot. 
Bigfoot's so fake. The aliens maybe, but no, because we don't think there's a large hairy creature with an abnormally huge foot. No, I don't. <laughs> because where's the dead bodies of them? But the odds, the odds of aliens are much more likely. I suppose maybe not though. I don't know. If maybe any... not. Yeah, no. Sixteen bajillion planets and stars and just vast openness in space. Odds are there's some other thing that is sentient. Sentient. Sentient beings. You love saying sentient beings. Um, okay. That's a good alien hour. The Navy's involved. That helps your case, but I want to see some, some high-quality video. Next time, uh, let's have a little video evidence before we go around saying. I mean, we do. So That might be what unites the world. <laughs> really? Against the, like, One independence day. day? One day in our lifetime, it's just going to be a given. There's aliens here. You know, we've seen them. We talk to them. Sometimes we talk to them. So you think, so you think they them? take human form and we, we converse with these sentient beings? No, 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 no. I'm going to say one day it's going to just it's just going to be that we know that there's aliens and they come they visit and stuff and we just throw barbecues just, and I don't see what yeah. it hurts to not be, to not believe. I don't think it hurts anything. I just I, <laughs> we probably have to we have probably have to develop new weight classes because they can't wrestle 106. <laughs> no. Probably like 94. You know they're smaller. Think, do you think they're smaller? Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a sect out there that they believes... They don't have McDonald's on the other planets. <laughs> there's a sect out there that believes Jesus is an alien. Okay. Heals people. Super advanced there's... medicine. Ascends no, to man, heaven, there's a right? Sect Tractor out beer. There. Rose from the dead. The sect Rose out there from the that dead. thinks the earth is flat. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of sects that exist. Whoa. There is. Oh, not like that. In Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially in Kazakhstan, where it's literally mandated. Nomad was it's like mandated. That scene, it's like that scene in uh, <laughs> to have Days that and Confused date. when uh, they're on the the water tower. It's like, how many people do you think are out there? Just You know what I mean? Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Days and Confused? Oh, my God. Hey, you haven't seen Days and Confused? You haven't seen any movie ever. No. Hey, but you know what? what? Should Nomad... Filmed awesome. Hold on. Hold on. Should Nomad be a little worried? If it's state mandated... Never mind. I just don't want... Never mind. I don't want letters from. from what Kazakhstan. does nobody have a kid in Kazakhstan? <laughs> he doesn't have a kid in Kazakhstan. Um, yeah. Be the next great Kazakhstan wrestler to qualify the weight. Oh wow, that would be beautiful. Okay, Let's his name would be Nomad Nyazbekov. Nomad Nyazbekov. Let's get to some more questions. By more, I mean the first one. Um, we haven't begun this, but uh, lots of great questions. And I want to start with Austin Denson's, who wants us to come up with the top contenders for 57. We've kind of talked about this, but I really want to – let's flesh this out. Who's coming down? Now, you guys were waging war against my Tyler Graff. Team. It was absurd. They, he was 25 pounds overweight, according to the NJRTC Twitter. That's not what that said. That he, is what that said. It said he was 16 and a half pounds over 134. I thought he said he was mm-hmm. – so he was eight kilos over? Yes! <laughs> I think it literally said eight kilos over. Oh, my word. So, okay. 16, Tyler. 132, 125. Uh, what's well, like 23 pounds. It's like 23 pounds, Tyler, actually. Tyler, far be it from me to tell you what to do. It is your Olympic dream. It is not mine. However, when I see things like that, 
I am led to believe that you will be in great calamitous danger if you attempt to make 57 kilos. Calamitous danger? He made it two years ago. On day before weigh-in. Okay. So, so, Tyler, you know what's best for you and your body. You have great people around you. However, I strongly, strongly recommend it. Hey, he's going to have to make some changes. I acknowledge that. Listen, I don't want Johnny DeJulius jumping off of airplanes. I don't want him hanging off I-beams that are... 3,000 feet in the air from one arm, and I don't want Tyler Graff making 57 kilograms. All right, so this is a matter of we care about you. Yes. We love you. We can't see that. All right, fine, but. What's up with the NJRTC guys in calamitous danger all the time? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's literally Donnie's middle name is probably calamitous danger. So I think my my list has Graff. You cannot have Graff in your list, but to me, Dayton, Spencer, Suriano, Gilman, Cologne, Nashon, Gross, and Graff. Gross is Gross and Calamitous Danger. <laughs> Close. He I'm wrestled wh- 138 at Fargo in like 2014. I'm worried about him too. Okay. Again, they're Olympic it's dream, only not mine, one, but it's one only one kilo less for Sean Fawes than the world team he made in 2013. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Nico? Oh, Nico. Yes, of course, Nico. Now, Nico seems like he could make it more safely than some of these other guys. He only made 125 for five years. So, yeah, Nico's definitely definitely involved. I guess Clark's in there. Okay. Uh, Darian was on the national team this year. Vito, Zane mm. Richards did good this year. I know we're getting kind of far down the rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, that's but, down the rabbit hole. But, I mean, that's that's basically all <laughs> of your – these are all the guys I imagine are going to qualify for the trials. Here's the guys that I could say, yep, could see him on the team. Totally get it. Dayton Spencer, Soriano, Gilman, Nashon Gross. I think those guys – so that's one, two, there you are. Six guys that I could totally see. I don't think there's another weight where I could totally see six guys making the Olympic team. Is there? Mm, 65, I go. It's probably the only one that would be close. Yeah. 74 is two guys. Well, maybe two, Kyle. I don't know. He never answered. (laughs) Kyle. Kyle. Maybe two. Maybe not. I crowdsource here. Crowdsourcing. Okay. <laughs> I cannot for the life of me understand how these Olympic brackets, Olympic trials brackets are going to be shaped. So I told you. I know, but it you didn't explain to me the buy situation. So it's not going to be yeah, just yes, Kyle, Kyle Dake and Jaden Cox as non Olympic oh. weight world medalists will get buys to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. So, right. what we have learned is that by semifinals, it means they will have to wrestle two matches to get to the finals. So, Kyle Dake will have to beat Makai. Makai and Isaiah Martinez, just mm-hmm. throwing two names out there, to make it to Jordan Burroughs, well, who sits in the best of three finals. However, the interesting thing. Well, let him go. Just, however. When you have someone with a bye to the semis, which is a completely unusual bracket tweak, I I need a calculus major to explain to me how the byes shape out so that it, there's not an extra match in there somewhere. No, you don't. 
Yes. I showed you. I drew the bracket. You just for have you. two. I know, but that you you showed me a bracket that is completely not going to be how it's made. I why, promise why, you, it will look not? nothing like that. I These brackets are in calamitous danger, Willie, and you have to face that. <laughs> no, it, it's. I showed you what it will be, and that's what it will be. The only thing that I don't quite understand is where let's say there's only one okay let's say there's only one non-olympic what are you laughing at my my <laughs> stomach just grumbled so loudly good like eight full seconds <laughs> daddy's hungry i think i'm going on keto <laughs> you are know. not really there's Willie, you're italian do you know all right i know no one explained what keto means to willie willie that means no pasta no bread i know it's tough that would be tough, but you're telling me <laughs> you're telling me that I can eat just I can eat bacon and steaks. I was like, okay, you know you can't eat uh, spaghetti. That's cool. I'll have butter and lobster. Will hey, you? That's a, that's a fair trade-off. There's a lot of carbs yeah. in um, certain libations. Dad, and then I go straight whiskey. Oh my gosh! Now, this is, you're gonna have a heart attack. No, it's actually you have to accompany it's actually, it. You have to accompany it's it with better for you. some other lifestyle choices. You're going to get demerits on Twitter. Oh, why? For what? Because no drinking Budweiser? whiskey. If he drinks whiskey, why? he will tweet audacious things. Oh, yeah. You're going to get no, so I many won't. demerits. Hey, that's, you get demerits. That's another thing about Kazakhstan. I have, a, I have a new policy for myself on Twitter. They have Jameson like it's going out of style. In Kazakhstan? Every Everywhere. single establishment we oh, went to that had is state mandated. Jameson everywhere. Just hmm. bottles and bottles and bottles of it. And I, I don't know why Jameson over Jack Daniels or any other kind of whiskey. Nomad had this also, this theory. It wasn't even a theory, but it was pretty accurate. He said that Kazakhstan did everything 85% right. And we would walk around town and we would, he would see that he'd be like, there, 85% roll. Almost good, <laughs> but 15% just okay. weird. Let's, 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 let's give a couple examples. I love it. Okay. When you go to the bathroom, toilet paper in America, there's a roll in between, right, to, that you take off when it's when it's empty, right? And, it, mm-hmm. uh, and that makes it easier to, to spin. They don't have that. That is not a thing in Kazakhstan. So <laughs> they it's don't have just, the roll? So it's just, the, it's just two two things on the side, and then you have to jimmy in the uh, the paper. So it's, it's constantly falling out like this. Uh, and then also just the toilets themselves, I don't even know how to explain it. The, there's like that much water in it. Oh boy! And uh, sounds messy. It, the the angle that it creates uh, it leaves room for messes. Willie, I don't help me out here. I don't know how to explain this. Oh boy! And oh. We, I don't think we want it. It's graphic in nature. Yeah. They they clearly have not figured out the plumbing situation. At <laughs> we all. know you. We know yeah. how you feel about it, Willie. You so tweeted. <laughs> like, I mean, you just like kept the, the revisiting toilets- it. The toilets don't make sense. The, the the bathtub was on a three foot platform, and they were tubs. They were tubs. They were tubs, and they had they were like jacuzzi tubs that had like peaks and valleys on the floor. So you would stand up in it, but it was almost like you were surfing because there's not it's not level. And then you had to use this hand thing. There's there's not a shower curtain in Nursultan, maybe Central Asia. I don't know. <laughs> And water got everywhere, especially when that one there, Nomad, Nomad would take a shower and Wh- it looked like a tsunami hit. <laughs> Willie, this, Willie, keep, this is, that is incorrect. <clears throat> okay. Is anyway, anyway. Okay. So one really nice thing 
all the doors had green dots or red dots, right? Green dots mean like, okay, this is a door that opens. Red dots means whatever. It's just for decoration. But you know how in America, if you look at the top of most doors in like residential commercial buildings, there is a mechanism to make the door close slowly so Mm. that, you know, if you're bringing things in or whatever, you don't get slammed on your ass. Right? Not a thing in Kazakhstan. All of the doors in Kazakhstan slam closed immediately. Uh, in the airport, the there are just pillars in the middle of walkways, including yeah, in, in no the sense. third floor of Nursultan Airport. The I don't even know how to describe this. So there's like, you know, you have a cafe, right, where you can get your coffee or whatever in the morning before you and there's just jutting pillars right over I you. Mean. Yeah, I beams. That per that the, the 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 line can only go one deep. Wow, yeah, it makes zero sense. You'd have to see it. Uh, I'm just I just don't understand the the plumbing situation. Uh, I also don't understand the the weird the weird fascination. And this goes for Europe too, Europe and Asia. What is your weird fascination with bidets? Mm. Why bidets? How about Willie? How about the the turnaround? When we were leaving the arena every day, so the arena, so the, first of all, there's one road in Kaz, in Nursultan, um, but the, so there's the main drag, right? And the way you have to get out of the arena, you can't make a left, so you have to turn around. But instead of like, um, instead of like, you go to the light and then you make a left or you make a U-turn, there's this pull-off on a construction area that everyone hits and at that point it just becomes lawlessness mm-hmm. so willie lawlessness. would <laughs> willie would drive up but there's and also then... right in the turnaround right in the turnaround that's not really like <laughs> it's not really a road it's just everybody does it yeah it's very and formal. it's just a free-for-all it's a mosh pit of cars going like this but also there is a quarry directly <laughs> behind that and sometimes giant dump trucks would come right at the cars and park and lay on the horn as if we were doing something wrong. Oh man. Also, we just when they're driving, so in America, you keep oh, 15 feet in between yourself and the other car when you're both in the turn lane, right? Like when you're in the suicide lane. In Kazakhstan, they get I mean, it's you're nose to nose before you make a turn, which is very worrisome. Um, yeah, there's just a whole bunch of, like, most of the way there. But then some things are just, I, I can't, I don't get it. I can't understand it. Um, what were we talking about anyway? So that's, uh, so that was Worlds. We're talking about top, <laughs> we're talking about 57 Tech. kilogram contenders. And it led to, um, you know, someone's death. Okay. Is Willie going to try Casey's Pizza at who's number one? Yes, he has already promised he will. He has to do it. I will. We'll videotape it, uh, and we'll, we'll upload it to the website and maybe even social media. Okay, if you, uh, Cameron Loomis, if you could pick the team title in 2020 to come down to one of these matchups, who would you pick to bring it home for the USA? Burrow Sidikoff, Dake for Sidikoff, Cox <clears throat> for Sajalayev, or Snyder for Sajalayev? Okay. Wow, we really have to kind of pick uh, a whole thing here. Well, factually speaking, ninety-seven is the last match. Well, okay, but no, if you could pick, I know. I'm just saying, but we we get to pick. We get to pick the order. It's a total fantasy land, and it's coming down to this match. Who do you want to have the hammer? So it means it's the finals. Jordan Ernest Burroughs has never lost a medal match. I feel like we're just hanging on to these little trivia bits. 
Burr, yeah, Burr Sitikoff. I just want, I just, it's, um, if he's on the team, that's just such a sweet way for his story to end, right? If he makes it. It's team. not going to end, though. It's not going to end, though. He's going to keep going? You think? 2024? 2028? In my heart. In my heart. No, you have, no, hold on. It ain't just in your heart. You can't, you can't say that. Say something else. Give me something he to think. Is he going to take 2021 off and then maybe see what's up? He, he ain't done. My man's ain't done. It ain't, it ain't time. 2020. I agree. In a lot of our yeah. heads, in a lot of our heads, you know, it sort of kind of makes sense. I don't fault anybody. Uh, it's, it's obviously, I'm, it's gone through my head. 2020 is probably, probably a, uh, uh, reasonable time for you to think that Jordan Burroughs will call it a career. It ain't going to be. Wow. He's going to keep going. I think he's, I mean, I don't know. We talked about this yesterday or Tuesday. I actually mentioned like, maybe, maybe that's not it. Maybe he takes 2021 and then kind of ramps back up. Does it get, because more than anything, he has not regressed recently. He's not won, right? He hasn't won since 2017, right? Last bronze, the last two years, but he lost to the champ at the last second. So he's right there to win it still. Both years, he beat Shimizu several times. Who he's widened the gap on him. So while he's, I mean, his matches still are terrifying, and like especially his first two matches this year, it's very scary things happening. But he's still finding ways to win those matches. Yeah, well, that's really interesting. So that's not it. Okay, I'll say. Well, I think you have to say not Sajulayev because that is. Um, I mean, the guy just doesn't even have close matches, much less lose them. So, I'll say Burrow Sidikov, but I think Dake matches up great against Sidikov too. I think that's an awesome uh, matchup. You know, agree. Not that I know agree, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's but, not that I know agree. It's no, no, no. Okay, so here, here's here's why. Um, but first of all, we're gonna have a rep at seventy-four kilos next year that can win the Olympics. They're gonna win the Olympics. That 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 is that is very obvious. Signed. Whether it's Jordan Ernest Burroughs or Kyle Douglas Dake, we certainly have a seventy-four kilo that can win the Olympics. However, when you look at uh, well, this is actually can be interesting now. That I'm talking it out. When you look at how uh, Dake is ex- extremely tremendously amazing leg defense-wise, right? But Sitikov's stuff <clears throat> is mainly upper body and leg attacks that are not the type of things that necessarily date is how date gets you right so he has a slide by which he didn't really hit much here but everything he scored the same way off no uh, he hit Chimizo it earlier Brozos. yeah okay fine he hit Brozos. it against mexico and 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 poland great don't um, sleep he went he goes left everything everything that sitikov does is based off lefty collar tie lefty collar tie and he digs the underhook and against Burroughs and Chimizo both times, he popped the underhook, dropped down, and it was same side knee pick where you drop to the ankle. And I forget which one he dropped the ankle and which one he just grabbed the knee. But, like, that's not necessarily where Dake's strongest, right? Dake's strongest when you're diving at his legs and he can get you in a chest wrap position or a crotch lock position. That's not necessarily going to end up in a crotch lock position. However, where Dake is better than Burroughs is upper body. Mm-hmm. And if he can get it into an upper body position – 
Well, then now we got some fun. So I don't necessarily know that he's a better matchup, but it's certainly different and more interesting and uh, will be fun to break down. Is there a chance that Kyle Douglas could go find Sidikov somewhere and wrestle him in a tournament? Uh, yeah, he could do Uregan. I, I don't think if I'm to Dude, rankings tournaments? They're not going to send him. Well, first of all, they're not going to – yeah, they're not going to go to Henry, Henri Glane. Russia's just not, which I think is what's going to end up being the first ranking series tournament. Um, I don't think Tadiev lets him go to Uregan either. Mm. Ranking series tournaments and continental qualifiers and the last chance qualifier are going to be awesome. There yeah. are so many guys. I, I think that I think that Worlds – it was the first real time that seeds kind of materialized enough to matter, number one. Uh, and I think that people will want the seeds. And I think we're going to see a high um, participation rate among the best guys to try to get those seeds, number one. And number two, the, the qualifying events have so many studs that are not qualified. Haji Aliyev, Kinchigishvili. I mean, these guys aren't qualified for the Olympics. This season, the world is going to have a season, and it's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's move on to the next, next question. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which wrestler has improved the most since 16? Cox, Snyder, Dake, Taylor, and why? It's easy. I think it's easy. It's David Taylor. Yeah. David went from and and David, you know, he he lost a day and he didn't make the team. He wrestled <clears throat> back for third and sixteen, but he jumped major levels from twenty sixteen to sixteen to eighteen was like boom. Which is kind of crazy to think about, but he just got way, way, way better. Yeah. He, yeah. Either he got way, way yep. better or just unlocked his fully formed self because there's just absolutely no way in 2016 you could have said David Taylor at any weight will could potentially tech his way through worlds. Right. Which rewind. Is what did what you guys say? Who's what did improved? You guys the, say he did who's 20... improved the most no, no, no. in 16? Oh. Yeah, I got that. What, what did you guys say that Taylor did in 16? Well, he lost to Dake in the semis, and Jaden made the team. Okay. Jaden got bronze. Uh, yeah. He lost to Dake multiple times, and not the Dake losing. I don't even know. You kind of throw that out. Yeah, but it's not the Dake thing so much. Just, just comparison to the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he won a world title. He beat Jaden Cox in one of the matches. I mean, yeah, he's he's a world champ. You know, he's I would say him. And also the level that Cox, Snyder, and Dake were at in 2016. Cox was bronze. He was right there to make – I mean – you know, very reasonably could have been in the Olympic finals, and he beat Salas Perez, who'd been a thorn in America's side for years. He beats that guy, qualifies away, all the things he did, right? Snyder in 2016, you know, he was the Olympic champ in 2016. He hasn't won the last two years. What about I, – I mean, I agree that David has jumped massive amounts of levels, but Jaden has jumped from bronze – to uh, losing to Makoev, uh, he's jumped to. Yeah. He's probably pound for pound, and some people are saying the best matchup that you could possibly put together in a perfect world would be Jaden Cox against Sedgelaya. That that's also why I get back to 
And the same same question I have with David, is it got better or like unlocked whatever was holding sure. him back? Whatever verbiage you want to use. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a case for Cox. I guess the reason I'm not saying him is because the level I believe he was at at 2016 compared to David's, right? Yeah. And David chewing his way through 86, frankly, just means more than doing that at 79 or 92. Those weights are just and beating that a pound much for, tougher. And beat a pound for pound and, guy And beating twice. a pound for pound guy in Chirati. Two times. Yeah. So that's that's my vote is David. Doesn't mean he's better than Jaden or any of those guys. I, I do think he's the most improved. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, you guys missed it. You guys missed it two days ago. Kyle went off about Joey Gunther. <laughs> so what, what, what happened? It was appreciated by <clears throat> some of the fans, and uh, you just got to go back and listen to it. But Jonathan Weinstein. Weinstein Asked, what would it take to get Kyle Brackey to rant about wrestling as a weekly segment? His missive on Joey Gunther was pure gold. I need more of it on Flow. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a weekly thing, but was, there's definitely stuff during the season that will fire me up, and, and I'm sure we can get like, maybe like a KB rant thing or something. So, yeah. so your primary your primary goal here, we're going to spin this a little bit, your primary goal here is to inspire some of these wrestlers that you feel right now were offensively challenged no, I, to my, do things that 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 their coaches want them to do, which is put up points. No, my goal is not to inspire them. <laughs> yeah, my goal what is, is to goal? never have I to watch to it again it. in my life. Um, I don't, I don't understand, I, Willie. I don't understand why he wrestles. I'm doubling down on it. I don't get it. Uh, no, hey, I, I, I'm with you, and I don't know particularly <laughs> Joey Gunther, but I, I'm, I don't know why a lot of people wrestle. I retweeted. I don't so, know why. I don't know why people go out there and don't take an attempt for seven minutes. What are you? What are you? What are you doing this for? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why are you putting yourself through hell if you're not even going out there and take shots or try to score points? These dudes go through hours of practice, hours of training. All right, pal, slap you on the ass, go out there, and you do nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? I I retweeted doing? a tweet. I remember I I had from Big Tens, and I tweeted. Let me let me pull it up wow. again. It, that retweet. it did really well because everyone was with me. I'll ne- he wrestled Carson Brolsma, and Carson Brolsma chased him around the mat forever. He, I said, I, That was bad. I said, Joey Gunther just wrestled for 10 minutes, didn't take a single shot, and won. I'm hashtag done. <laughs> so I've actually been hashtag done with him since March he 9th, 2019. He said hashtag done two days ago, too. And. Everyone was with me in the replies. I got eight retweets and 318 likes. Wow. Someone said, don't hate the player, hate the game. Nope, not going to do that. Did you run a a points per match on Joey? Was it low? Uh, Well, he won seven matches last year, scoring three points or less. Okay. That's gross. That would imply a lack of offensive (laughs) output. Yeah. Even less from his opponents, though. He had two. How about his opponents? He had two. Maybe they're just trying to slow him down. Shut up. He had two <laughs> two bonus point victories last year, and they both came against non-D1 guys. Okay. Um, they're the only guys that will actually open up and wrestle him. No, I'm, I'm, I'm done, guys. You should be, too. <laughs> I got some support for my take. Um, let, I mean, I let us know who else you're done with. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who are who else were some guys that just didn't do anything? Why are we we're gonna have everyone to hate us? 
I, we're almost there already, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I, I'm down for yeah, I, for an open plea for for guys to to score more points this year. Yeah, I just I just cannot comprehend it. I just cannot comprehend like going out there and not doing anything. And so many guys do it. I don't like understand where the joy comes from. Like I, you know, don't you want to go out there and mix it up and really give yourself a chance to win? I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. He. I'll tell you what, though. He's perfected winning in tiebreaker two. Three and zero last year in tiebreaker two. You know who was undefeated in? I think you might have brought it up. Artelona. Anthony Artelona, seven and zero, sudden victory. Tony Artelone, as we don't. Call yeah, him. but Anthony <laughs> Artelona took some shots. I thought. Artelona can be very reserved. He's in defensive. Matches. He can be very, very reserved in matches. But he was a true freshman. And, that's, and I wonder. He's apparently if, going up, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be good for his offensive output too. I think eating, not, yeah. Hey, I think I mean, not uh, having to cut so much, he he will be much more willing to to get after it. Any um, any college news that we missed while we were gone? I'm trying to like think. like stuff like stuff like that. Artelona moving up or Kirk Kale Lee. stepped down. That was big. <laughs> um, All right, he's going to try to make the Olympic team. Um, that would be wild. Yeah, he called out David. It was different. Uh, no, not really much happened. That didn't happen. Um, no, I don't think so. There's maybe what, some weight change stuff. What weight were people the most pissed off with with the rankings? Oh, you know, you know, some Marinelli stuff because he wasn't. He's ranked behind Joseph, but I think he got seventh. So he's ranked ahead of a lot of guys that he out. People are mad that. that yeah, not many. I, there well, wasn't. There wasn't a 65 lot of outrage. is weird because he owns two wins over Vincenzo Joseph, but then also well, that took was seventh the exact and lost. That was the exact situation last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They they complained about that exactly last year. Why is he behind? He beat Joseph. Well, well, I think it's partially his are not his two losses. He had two losses. I want to say, are they not to two guys that are not in the field this year? Mark. Okay. Chance to make him dance and. This is okay, but this is my Mackie, thing, people. McCoy. This is my thing, people. When the Dang. season ends and someone is behind someone else and you don't say anything, and then the next year starts and that person yeah. is still behind that person, we what happened? I, what happened in six months' time? I, we're all aware. We're well, all aware. Collectively, everybody in this room, everyone in Flow Wrestling is aware. Alex Marinelli's 2 0 against Vincenzo Joseph. However, when one guy gets second and one guy gets seventh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, but, yeah. That, but, I mean, I, I get it a little bit. But also, people don't check the final rankings as near as with the level of yeah, I don't have to check it. It says it right there. It says previous. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is they didn't complain then because they didn't look at them then. Well. Shame on them. Uh, okay. Hey, it's 937. We, we got anything else before we uh, bid a sweet farewell? I need uh I need from from the people stuff to look for in college this year. Like that that we don't already know. Like give give me give me some some juicy nugget. Joey Gunther resurgence. Offensive That'd be cool. Ju- offensive juggernaut. That'd be cool. If he changes the way he wrestles, <laughs> I'll take back everything I said. Okay. I think he is going up to seventy four. I don't know if that will help hurt. Whatever. But. Is is forty nine? Uh, 
one of the most anticipated weights, maybe the most? I have so many most anticipated weights. 125, 141, because who knows, 149. Um, 133 is still up there for me. I just think Seth Gross going to shut him down. Maybe. Open but up shop. Seth Gross is tremendously good at uh, folk style wrestling. Yeah. I guess I just mean I'm ready to watch Austin DeSanto again. Yep, I'm right there with you. Okay. Okay. I need him to wrestle freestyle. We can't have it, these these long hiatus. Is 184 going to be an It kind of adds to his legend. <laughs> You're you right. You just don't know what the hell he does. <laughs> Okay. Is is one eighty four gonna be an S show? Uh I think he's just gonna Yeah, yeah, beyond that. Oh yeah. Like two through twenty. It's gonna be a bonanza. Cash Wilkie. I mean we got we got Darmstadt, Bonacorsi, Luhan, Colbray, Rashid, Venz, Boland, Dupre, Wilkie. That's your top ten. That is number one. It's a fun top ten, just like in terms of the things they do. Number two, that is a roller coaster y top ten that will lose matches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, then we get into Hazel Caffey, Wisman, Hydley. Yeah, that 84. 84 is going to be a mess. The Hoagie. The Hoagie and Hunter Bowen, the, the pride of the ACC. When are they, 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 they're going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. That's going to be good. That'll be a good one. Okay. Caleb, we're ready. Play us out. Thank you guys so much. 410 strong it's good to have i totally screwed up my apologies to all the maryland people out there i had no idea what number i was coming back to this is 410 this is the baltimore area code and i completely dropped the ball hey shout out to be more shout out to the kazakhstan brothers shout out to baltimore county baltimore county city any of the other municipalities hey is pat downey living at your parents house that was amazing shoot so, yeah, Caleb Miracle goes, so is Pat Downey actually homeless? And I was like, ah, you know, he's in between places right now, maybe couch surfing. And Downey quote tweets and goes, I'm at your, I'm at your crib right now in Parkville since you thought uh, Rashid off beat Aliyev. That was amazing. Wow. I love Pat Downey. <laughs> Thank you to Pat Downey for scoring the points that made us beat Iran. Appreciate that. <laughs> Appreciate you. We'll be back next Tuesday, which will be who's mm-hmm. number one week. Watch Journeyman. Do we, do we have a Thursday show next week? Because who's number one? I don't know. Watch yeah. All-American Josh Hookett play football for Fresno State on full football. Watch yeah. ADCCs for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. ADCCs mm-hmm. going to be lit. It's going to be great. They're going to be great. Your Flow Wrestling subscription gets you access to all of those things. Free to all our subscribers. Thanks so much. We'll be back Tuesday. There's no other words to say. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>